Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 131 of Process to Profitability. I'm talking about creating an evergreen webinar funnel with Angela Tan. I'm excited to cover webinar funnels with Angela today. We start by talking about what an evergreen funnel is and how it works. Angela teaches us why webinar funnels can be so impactful for business owners and what we need to have in place before creating one. She shares the steps we need to take when creating a webinar funnel and her favorite tools. We also discuss how you can make sure your webinar funnel is converting and the mistakes she sees people making when creating them. Angela is the founder of The Systems RX, and she currently resides in Tampa, Florida. As a tech and automation specialist, she has supported online coaches and course creators with the tech and automation build-out and maintenance for multiple six- and seven-figure evergreen funnels. When she's not working on funnels, you can find her watching her favorite TV shows on repeat, eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream, or singing along to Whitney Houston hits. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share the show on Instagram. Hi, Angela. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Samantha. I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in your business. Yeah. So my name is Angela. I am the founder of the Systems RX, and I currently I am a funnel tech and automation specialist and I help online business owners launch evergreen funnels. Um, but I actually started out in this online space as a virtual assistant in 2019. So I've helped online coaches with basically all like the admin stuff, a variety of tasks actually, um, before I found tech and automation to be my niche. And I really, really enjoyed that. So yeah, in the past two years, I've really niched down to funnel tech and automation and building and maintaining multiple six and seven figure evergreen funnels for my clients. Awesome. How did you find funnel tech specifically? I'd love to know like how you got into that as opposed to different automations or just automation in general. Yeah, so one of my clients, her main income source for her business was an evergreen funnel. Um, and she didn't have a tech person on her team at that time. And she there were some things that needed to be to troubleshoot within that funnel. And with me being like a general VA, I just kind of took it on and I loved it so much. And I was like, is this my niche? Because I've been thinking about niching down at that point in my VA journey. Um, and I, I like went down a whole rabbit hole doing it, but like, I really, really enjoyed it. And I tried out doing like other tech and automation stuff and I do enjoy it, but not as much as like anything related to funnel tech and automation. (laughs) I love that you kind of discovered this when you were really kind of focusing on the general thing. I think that happens to so many business owners. And I love that you weren't afraid to get really niche down into this very specific thing that you're offering. Yeah, it was scary to niche. I was like, oh, I'm going to turn down so many other clients. But honestly, when you're like focused on your zone of genius, you it's it's amazing. All right. So today we're talking about evergreen webinar funnels, which is exactly what you help your clients with. So let's start with the basics. What is an evergreen funnel and how does it work? 
Yes. So an evergreen funnel is an automated sales system that allows you to sell your digital products, so like a course or a membership on autopilot. And this automated system is powered through softwares that you choose and the amazingness of automation. Um, and really beyond automating like lead generation and sales, you're also automating the customer journey and experience within an evergreen funnel. So the keyword here is that this whole thing is automated from the moment a lead opts into your funnel to when they purchase at the very end. Okay, so why are these so impactful for businesses, especially webinar funnels? Yeah, so webinar funnels are especially impactful because you can easily show off your expertise during the webinar, like on video, um, and really show yourself off as an expert right off the get-go. For introverts like myself, evergreen funnels are amazing because you pretty much do all the setup work up front and then it runs in the background for you 24-7 and saves you from having to show up on social media every day and promoting your offers. But going back to how this automated funnel runs in the background and it works while you're sleeping, while you're like grocery shopping or listening to a podcast like this. And it's because of that tech and automation setup. And I personally think that evergreen webinar funnels are so impactful for businesses and as individuals, because you're able to generate income without having to quote unquote work every day. Like I know making money in your sleep is kind of the phrase that they use, but I truly believe that implementing an evergreen funnel in your business is really more about the lifestyle you want to support. So I've helped my clients build seamless automated funnels so that they can be, um, spend time with their newborn child or be the primary caretaker for a terminally ill family member, all while still serving and transforming the lives of their clients with their digital products. So I think that's where webinar funnels are just so impactful um, beyond like making money in your sleep. Awesome. I think this is a great alternative to what a lot of th people think of with webinars and funnels is you have to do a live webinar and then mm -hmm. push somebody to something. But this really is different because you are not having to get on video live every month or quarter Yes, and because it's stressful. Doing those live launches are very stressful. All right. So what do we need to have in place before we even get into the creating kind of the tech and the funnel? Like what are the building blocks we need? So the first thing I think is a product that has either converted in a live launch or you've been gathering interest for within a wait list because you don't want to put in all that work for your evergreen funnel and launch it without knowing that there's an interest for that product. And if you've live launched before, you want to make sure you screenshot all of the testimonials from that live, live launch and repurpose it and um, use it as social proof in this automated funnel. So that's the first piece. And then the second piece is a clear strategy. And this is kind of, there's kind of two parts to this. So the first part is a clear funnel strategy. So you want to get clear on each step of your funnel, like the outcomes of each step in your funnel before you start building anything. 
And then the second part to this is strategizing your tech stack. So take the time to play around with the different tech options before building your funnel. You don't want to choose a software because Katie from your mastermind uses it and she sent you a coupon code to sign up for the same software. You want to make sure that the tech stack that you choose is tailored to support your funnel strategy and is also user-friendly to you um, and your team if you have team members. And having that clear strategy will prevent you from building and rebuilding pieces or moving platforms halfway through the setup. That's a lot of wasted time and effort. It's almost like building a house. You need a blueprint first before you build out anything. You don't just start building a random wall somewhere and realize like, oh, that won't work. And oh, I've used the wrong materials. You have to be strategic about it and you'll save yourself from a lot of headache and stress. (laughs) I love that you mentioned that if you are going to set this up, you need a product or a course or a membership, something that you know people are interested in Um, because I feel like I've done this before where I have this idea and I set up the whole system and the whole journey, Mm -hmm. but I get to the end and nobody wants to buy. So I've wasted all of that time because I really didn't do the first piece first. Yes. Making sure that there's a demand for it. Okay. So let's talk about like planning the steps. You said we need to lay out the journey, kind of what the things we want people to do in this funnel are. So how do we think about that? How do we lay that out? So you want to make sure that you kind of think about each step of your funnel as you're going through it as a customer. So what happens when you opt in? Um, You know, let's say your opt-in is some people have like a freebie opt-in that like sells them to not sells them to the webinar, but leads them to sign up for a webinar, or you can have that webinar as your opt-in. So what happens when someone opts in for the webinar, obviously they get like a confirmation email um, or they either attend the on-demand webinar. What happens if they don't attend the webinar? Do you send them a replay or do you encourage them to sign up again? So just thinking of each immediate outcome for each step of the funnel and finalizing that before you move on to set up the individual pieces of your funnel. And I actually have a four-step framework um, that I can share to creating the webinar funnel. I don't know if we want to talk about that now or yeah, I think that would be for later. Yeah, I think that'd be great to to talk through kind of what that framework is, what those pieces are that people need to have in place. Yeah. So the first step is that strategy piece that I just mentioned, just getting clear on your funnel and tech strategy. And then Like I said, once you have that down, you move on to what I call the setup phase. And this is where you start building the individual stopping points for your funnel. So like your opt-in page, your webinar platform, your sales pages, email sequences. And once those individual stopping points have been built out, then you can move on to the symphonized phase. And this is basically just connecting all of those stopping points. So making sure that all your checkout pages or opt-in pages have a thank you page, creating any of the zaps and Zapier if you use that, or making sure all of your email automations have a start trigger, um, just integrating the entire funnel. And once that is done, then you have the showcase phase. And this is where you test run everything that you've built. And this phase, you actually refer back to that funnel strategy from that first step as a guide to make sure that you've hit each of the outcome that you wanted to achieve for your funnel. And if you're a team of one like myself, I recommend having like three different email addresses when you're testing out your funnel because <laughs> you want to test out all the different possible scenarios before launching. Um, and I'm going to give 
another kind of silly example to put things in a different perspective, but think of your evergreen webinar funnel as a train ride. So first you gotta map out all those stopping points where and where all the railroad tracks are gonna be placed. And that's that strategy piece, right? Then you build out those stopping points in that setup phase. And once those stopping points are built out, you build out the railroad tracks to connect everything. And that's the synchronized phase that I talked about. And then before you can even start taking customers on this train ride, you got to test run it first to make sure that there's no major issues um, before you, you know, open it to the public. So that's kind of how, like a different way to put that four-step framework is it's an evergreen express train ride for your customers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's a really helpful way to visualize this for people because I think, and I've done this with customers for website design is we don't think of all those little details. Like you need a thank you page after somebody opts in. Like those are the little details that tend to get missed when we're just trying to do it as we kind of think of things. Mm-hmm. So I love really taking the time to map out all of those little steps that somebody is going to go through in order to get them to the end of their journey. Yeah. Cause there's so many moving pieces that you like, it's so easy, like so easy to miss something. So having a system like this, when you're building a funnel just really makes things so much like organized and streamlined. Yeah. So when you're thinking about those stopping points, like what are the major ones that you see people using and that help people really go from that initial opt-in to purchasing whatever it is that you're promoting at the end? Yeah. So you need obviously an opt-in page or a sales page. I like using lead pages for that because it gives really good analytics. Um, And then a webinar platform such as Easy Webinar or Ever Webinar to host your um, Evergreen webinar. It also integrates really well with your email marketing provider, which you will need to send a follow-up sales sequence. So I like using Active Campaign. Um, so that's another stopping point in your funnel. And then obviously you need a checkout processor to accept payment from your customers. I like using SamCart. Um, I use that for my clients as well as for myself and my business. And once they've checked out and purchased, they obviously need access to the course hosting platform or wherever you are hosting your digital product. And I recommend Member Vault for that. It's great for especially beginning course creators because they have a free plan for, I think, up to like the first hundred members of your course. And then Zapier is my absolute favorite because it just integrates all these individual platforms together um, and make everything, make your whole funnel come to life. Awesome. I was actually going to ask you about tools. So that's perfect. I'm going to list all of those uh, in the show notes for people to check out. I really love watching your Instagram stories where you're showing all of the zaps that you're creating because it is so much fun. <laughs> it amazes me like how many steps you can get into when you're doing that to really make sure everything is working. Yes, yes. And thank God, Xavier, I think the limit is like 100 steps. I've never had to go past 23 is the most I've had to go past. (laughs) Okay, so what kind of products have you found that these work well for? Do you think somebody needs to have just kind of a a digital hands-off product? Or are there other things that an evergreen webinar funnel might work for? I've seen... Anywhere between group coaching programs to like a step-by-step course. 
I typically see for evergreen webinar funnels, like anything priced between above $500 for whatever you're selling is when you kind of need that webinar piece to really build that authority to help, you know, make that purchase decision from your customers. But I've seen anywhere between, you know, group coaching programs to templates. I've had a a client who sells legal templates. Um, Yeah, just anything digital product wise. Memberships are kind of iffy when it comes to evergreen webinar funnels. It could be like a lower ticket type thing. But yeah, that's, that's my two cents on that. Is your website actually working for you? There's only one way to really know if your website is supporting your business, the conversions you're seeing. That's why I've created a guide with five updates that you can make right now to get a higher converting website. Everything else, the number of visitors, your follows on social media, your Google ranking is just vanity if it's not doing something bigger. The power of a well-designed strategic website is in moving people from checking you out to getting engaged. In this free guide, I'll give you five simple things you can update on your website to start getting more engagement and turning visitors into clients. You can download it now at lemonandtheseed.com slash five updates. That's lemonandtheseed.com slash the number five and the word updates. So I would love to know kind of how do you advise your clients to communicate to people? I think a lot of times we expect webinars to be live and clearly this is not. So do Mm -hmm. you kind of make that clear up front on this customer journey or do you find that it's not really an issue for people? I think from an ethical standpoint, it's like you want to make sure that people know it's not live. So like remove the wording live from any of your like from any of the copy when you're promoting this webinar. Um, you can say it's a free training. It's a pre-recorded training, like letting people know it's pre-recorded. I know some of these webinar platforms, you have the option of adding a chat box and you don't want to give people the idea that if they put their questions in a chat box, you're going to like answer it on the webinar, even if like, even though it's a pre-recorded webinar. So you could say like, if you type in your questions in a chat box, someone from our team will get back to you within, you know, an ex- a good amount of time, um, a reasonable amount of time. But yeah, I, I don't think you want to mislead people that it's a live webinar up front because that's, that's not a good way to build trust like off the get-go. Okay. I have seen sometimes where I feel like people are are promoting something as live and it's really not. And it does feel, it feels a little strange. So I like Mm -hmm. just being clear about that, but still, you're still providing the value. They're still learning, but in some ways it seems like this might be nicer because they don't have to worry about, did I, do I have time at this exact moment to get on a webinar? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we talked about tools, um, but let's talk about really kind of testing things out and making sure our funnel works and then how we can make sure it's converting when our actual clients are going through it. Yeah. So other than looking at, you know, sales coming through, um, I think the industry standard is if two to 3% of your email subscribers and your evergreen funnel becomes a customer, then you have a converting funnel. Obviously if it's above that then it's, you know, a very high conversion. I also think personally a good indicator that your funnel is working is if your subscribers are engaging with your email content. So if they are opening or clicking links in in your email, 
they are obviously interested in what you have to say and offer. And you want to segment people who engage with your evergreen emails based on these interactions. So you can nurture them, you know, in a different way because they are interacting with your email. So, and then tracking those metrics of like, opening open and click rates as this evergreen funnel is running itself will help you optimize your funnel better down the road. Okay. So I would love to know a little bit more about how you kind of segment people out based on their interactions. Do you kind of look at people who have opened and interacted but have not purchased and then add them to something else? Like how does that work? Yeah, so um, when I use Active Campaign, or even you can do this in ConvertKit, um, you can set up link triggers. So when people click on, let's say you link your sales page in your email copy, as people are clicking those sales page links, you can automatically add a tag to them. I, I call it like an interest tag when people click on the links in my email. Um, this way you're not having to manually segment these people. You're, you're doing it you know, in an automated way. Um, and you can also like look at the reports in, I want to say ConvertKit does this too, but both ActiveCampaign and ConvertKit, you can see the number of people who are clicking those links, but automating like tagging these people who are clicking the links and you can even segment them down like, okay, if this interest tag is added, send them down a different path of emails because they are interacting with your content versus people who aren't clicking those links. And those people who aren't clicking your um, sales page links might need more time um, to make a decision to purchase. Okay. So how long do you feel like webinar funnels typically take from some the time somebody opts in like how long do you kind of give them to space out those sales emails or expect somebody to buy um, once they get to the end I think five to seven days is a good cart open period um, and I think we'll kind of um, I'll touch on this a little bit more later but you kind of want to tailor that open cart period based on what your audience needs um, I don't want to dive into that now, but yeah, I think five to seven days is a good, a good time period. All right. So let's talk about mistakes you see people making when they are setting up and creating uh, evergreen funnels uh, and especially with a webinar involved. I think those are, they're a little bit different when there's a webinar, but like what mistakes do you see people making? Yeah. So there are a few. Um, if we're talking just the webinar, you want to provide value in that webinar. You don't want to just talk about yourself and your accomplishments in that webinar. Um, I think especially these days, giving them quick, actionable tips in your webinar, that they can actually walk away and implement. That really helps build your that trust and authority factor. So making sure that you're not just talking about yourself in the webinar, that's the first mistake um, to avoid. And then the second one is having that organized system to build your funnel. If you don't have, you know, like that four-step framework that I talk about, it can get overwhelming really quickly. Like even as a tech person, I know like building a funnel can get stressful. And that's why I created that four-step framework to make that funnel building process just less of a headache. Um, so that's the second thing. And then the third part is not optimizing your funnel after you've launched it. So even though evergreen funnels, you know, they run in the background, there's a misconception that you don't have to maintain it. So going back to that building a home analogy from the beginning, once that home is built, you still have to maintain it. You got to like 
mow the lawn or like change the air filters, if you will. Uh, but you have to routinely maintain your funnel so that it works on the like in the long run. So checking all your zaps and automation, seeing if there are any odd drop-off rates in your funnel. So if you have a bunch of people registering for your webinar, but then you notice the attendance rate is really low, well, maybe people aren't getting the link to join the webinar. So maybe you need to tell people on the thank you page once they opt in for your webinar, like, hey, check your spam or promotions email because sometimes those emails go there and they don't know to check that. So making sure that you see if there are any odd drop-off rates in your funnel and kind of tweak and optimize from there. Okay. And then you also mentioned kind of having a cart open and close time. So how does that work? What really, what does that mean in an evergreen system? Yeah. So you have, let's say during your webinar, you mentioned like uh, the special offer will only be available for the next like seven days. And then you, you have a countdown timer to make sure that that whole, that at the end of that seven days from when the person watched the webinar, that either if you're providing like $200 off offer at the end of the seven days, it will be back to regular price when they click on that checkout page. Or if you do close your doors at the end of the seven days and they have to wait until the next time you live launch to join, then you actually make sure that, you know, the countdown timer and the emails and the sales pages all line up so that it matches what you say. Um, Cause you don't want someone to click on an email on day six and the cart has already closed, even though they're going to get another email on day seven saying that there's still, you know, another day to join. But I would say, you know, it gets tricky with these countdown timers. So you want to like take some time to play around with it and make sure that everything lines up with your open cart period. Okay. That makes sense. And I think, you know, really we're trying to get people to take action. Um, and then if they are not ready, I'm sure you've got people are then putting them out on email list to continue to nurture them for yes. reminders later. Yes. Okay. So is there, are there any other tips that you have when it comes to evergreen webinar funnels or things that we didn't cover? Yeah. So um, I would say, you want to create a funnel strategy that works best for your niche and your audience. I've built funnels for bookkeepers, lawyers, online marketers, and their funnel strategies have all looked different because what works for an online marketing coach might not work for a bookkeeper. And I'll give an example. If your target audience are moms, you may want to have a longer open cart period than a marketing coach who targets new entrepreneurs because I know as a mom and I opt in for an automated webinar, one, there better be a replay sent to me because I'm probably not going to be able to watch the whole webinar <laughs> in one sitting. Like, I, I hate it when people say there won't be a replay available. It's like, I need that. Like, if I can't watch the whole thing, then I might not purchase your course. And yeah, that just, it's, it just comes off bad. Um, and then two, I need more time to decide if I can invest as a mom because between childcare and diapers and bills and all that, like I want to make sure that this is an investment I can afford. So you want to like tailor your funnel strategy and that open cart period, like I mentioned, to your audience and your niche. So like the bookkeeper that I worked with, 
she had a longer open cart period because her target audience are also bookkeepers and they do numbers. They need time to do the numbers before they invest. So make like keeping those things in mind, um, that would be my recommendation to tailor your funnel strategy to your audience, not based on what worked for someone else in a completely different niche. Okay. I think so much of business is really figuring out who you're targeting and then what what they need, how they're going to interact with things. And it sounds like this is similar and you need to understand their behavior, things they might exactly. need to consider. I mean, I'm with you on the webinar replays. If it doesn't have a replay, I might not even sign up. Exactly. exactly. Or like if you say there won't be a replay, but then you do end up sending a replay, it was like, well, then you lied. Like, I think that's like being like the whole, like, you know, promoting that it's a live webinar when it's not. Um, or saying that, you know, there won't be any replays, but then you end up set, like sending a replay. Like it's hard to, you know, as a consumer to trust you as a business owner when there's actions like that. Okay. So do you have any final tips on things you've seen that have converted well for your clients when they're setting up something like this? I think just going back to knowing that there's a demand for your offer, um, even if you don't want to live launch, at least tease it like with a wait list and gather enough people on your wait list to know what your, like what your conversion rate could be when you do live launch. So like you kind of like reverse engineer it. So if we go back to the two to 3% conversion rate, like if you need, you know, if you want to have a two to 3% conversion rate, I'm, I'm not very good at math. So like. <laughs> You would need at least like a hundred people on your email, like on your wait list to get like a, like a true conversion rate to see how your, um, how your initial like evergreen funnel launch went. So I think just making sure that you have a product that converts. Um, and even if you don't have the entire product built out, you can do like a, uh, what do you call it? When you like drip it out over time, so you can create it like as people are in the program, like going through the first two modules initially, and then you know as they go through it, you kind of build the rest of the modules based on their feedback. So, yeah, that would be another tip. All right. Well, and I I like that reminder that you can kind of combine different strategies for this like you can use this evergreen webinar funnel but also use kind of the course design strategy where you don't do the whole thing up front until mm -hmm. you make sure people are actually purchasing um, and just really making this actionable for your business and making it make sense for the time that you have so you're not held up in the systems and getting everything done and perfect before you launch Exactly. Yeah. Cause that you can get tied up in that and can, like keep pushing back launch dates until like you set everything up and everything is the way you want it to be. So even if it means just like getting the first two or three lessons up and then like selling it so that you can start getting some traffic in, like, I think that's totally okay. All right. So as we wrap up today, I would love to know if you could recommend one thing to a friend, what would it be? I think definitely use like ethical strategies in your evergreen webinar funnel. Um, you know, we kind of touched on that a little bit saying like if it's a live or if there's going to be a replay um, or 
I know sometimes people kind of get thrown off with like closing your cart entirely at the end of the countdown timer, but then like they still see people enrolling throughout, you know, on your Instagram stories, like throughout the month or something like that. So then they're like, oh, I thought like enrollment was completely closed. Um, I'm more of a fan of offering like a discount within the open cart period. Like if you join within the next five to seven days, you get like $500 off after that, the price goes up. Um, that kind of builds some urgency, but yeah, I think just using like really ethical marketing strategies in your evergreen webinar funnel would be my one recommendation. I love that recommendation. I think we see people do things that might feel a little bit icky, but we feel like, oh, well, if that's how somebody else is doing it, that mm-hmm. must be the right way. And that's a very good reminder from you that we can do things ethically. We can do things in a way that feel good for us and still be able to grow our business and use these strategies. Exactly. Just because you see someone making like seven figures from, you know, being like very... I guess bro marketing is the word for it. Like using those bro marketing strategies, like it doesn't mean that's what you have to do. Like there are ways around it. Okay. So where can people find and connect with you online and check out everything that you do? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is the systems RX, or you can find me on my website at the systemsrx.com. I also have a freebie at the very bottom of the homepage. It's called the evergreen funnel tech strategy guide. And this free guide will walk you through all the key questions and criteria in finalizing your funnel strategy and choosing the tech stack tailored for your evergreen funnel. Um, so it's that first piece of that four-step framework that I mentioned. So if you're interested, in that feel free to check it out all right awesome thank you so much for joining me i will link to all of the tools that angela mentioned as well as her instagram website and that freebie for people to be able to check them out thank you so much for having me thanks for listening to process to profitability please take a minute to leave an honest review in itunes so that i can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show